bam, we're live. I can't hear the I can't hear the guest or Caleb, but what if I do? Okay, can you guys hear me? We can hear you. Um, now uh, I'm yeah. using the speak. You can. Oh, look at that! Brent's yeah, in Australia, yeah. and he's got yeah. a good connection. Um, uh, <laughs> Caleb, I have a. Do you hear an echo from my? Because I have now I'm listening through my computer. I'm not listening through this headset. I don't hear an echo. You hear an echo, Brent? No, no, I'm fine. Uh, like your voice is a little bit uh, like crackly, but it's not too bad. Because I'm going through puberty, or something's wrong with my equipment. You, no, you, you yeah, sound it's, good it's to like me. It, like the sound keeps like jumping in and out. That's all right. Um, I, I can hear you good enough. Um, I can Nothing tell we're talking to someone in Australia, uh, because it has to go up to the satellite and then back. <laughs> we got we got like a little delay. Like I'm talking to like a relative, like in 1970 in Lebanon. Yeah, right. Like a dial-up connection or something. <laughs> Uh, guys, uh, I have t-shirts coming out tomorrow. You might want to wait before you buy them because this could be the last show we ever do. Cause we probably will get kicked off of YouTube after this one. Brent, Caleb, Caleb, Brent. Hi, Brent. I hope not. Hey, uh, nice to meet you. How, how old are you, Brent? How old am I? I'm 31. And, uh, were you tripping when I reached out to you? And was like, hey, will you come on my podcast? Uh, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> did you have Pretty any? Um, did you have any reservations about coming on and, and, and sharing your story? Uh, not like not really. I, I, I was I had more reservations about sharing my story to begin with, and then since I've shared it, it's it's given me more and more motivation to go on these types of things and try to get it out there and just inform people to, you know. We'll, we'll get into it, but just to be safer and do some more research, et cetera. Um, where are you sharing it specifically just in your story? Because when I go to your Instagram account, I, you have very few posts and you only have one post that caught my eye. And then the rest seems to be in your story. Yeah. So I only shared my story like last week. And that's because I reached out to, I don't know if you've seen, uh, the Instagram page, Jab Injuries Australia. So they seem to be the largest social media page that is hosting jab injuries. Like there, there are branches, you know, for like states and for parts of Europe, but Australia seems to have the largest followers and I've been seeing a lot of things. I, I don't know what it's like in America. I'm sure it's the same over there as it is here, but I'm seeing a lot of stuff about boosters. And I just, I just thought, you know, it's like there's so many people that just aren't really aware of, you, you know, like the risks that they may be taking. So I just want to get my story out, especially for young men and just get them to really, you know, understand the risks involved because I wasn't fully aware um, of what could happen. Unfortunately, I have a pretty uh, severe bias. I, I, I wish I was. I wish I was more open-minded. Um, I've been following this very closely since um, the very first stats came out. I've made the public claim many, many times that not a single healthy person has died from this infection, and I'm yet to see one person refute that. Every time they send me a link to the person, they're always a hundred pounds overweight, or they're on anabolic steroids 
or they're a professional bike rider who lives off of goo packs. And when I say a healthy person, I define a healthy person as someone who's not addicted to added sugar and refined carbohydrates, which are notorious for stunting um, this mammalian species that we are as immune system. And 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 I'm and I and I'm still correct. There's one you would have to send me a hundred people who had died from this who weren't healthy before I could even listen to you because so many people have died from it that a hundred would be a statistical anomaly if they were healthy. Because how do I know that the one person that you've sent me wasn't stung by a bee in the hospital at the same time and they were allergic to bees or they were allergic to peanuts? I need to see like a hundred. So, yeah. so when I say zero, there is one kid who's 15 years old out of New York in the last two years that, that appears to be healthy and there's not a lot of information on him. Other than that, so I have a very – and I have three little boys, um, and, uh, and we did have a measles outbreak here in the United States a couple years ago, and it, the papers were being honest. They were Half the kids who got the measles at Disneyland were um, vaccinated, and that like caught my attention like, well, how can that be? And I started doing the research, and then I, I realized that in the 10 years prior to the measles vaccine coming in the United States, only 500 kids were dying a year from measles. And at that point, that is also a statistical anomaly. That's statistical noise. And so there's no proof that the measles vaccine works. And so you just go down this cascade of – it's just third-grade math. It's not – so – yeah. I say, so, so I do have that really strong bias. I want to let you know. I want to be like, I, like the whole time and before you came on, I'm like, I'm play devil's advocate with this motherfucker, but I, I just can't. I'm, I'm just like, <laughs> I can't. no, no, that, I, I definitely lean. I, I definitely lean more your way. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and, and I'm saying, like, my parents' life or my parents' life is. Uh, even the smartest people in the room keep saying that this thing kills old people. And then when I ask scientists, have there been any studies with old people? And they say no. And, and the reason why there haven't been any studies with old people is because they make the assumption and, and the, and it's a fair assumption. And there is some proof that as you old age, your immune system wanes, it weakens. But the problem is if you don't isolate healthy old people and study them, you're conflating two factors. Someone who's 70 has had 40 more has had 40 more years to drink three Cokes a day than someone who is 30. And so you can't say it's because they're old. You have to say it's because they've had longer time being complicit in their demise. And it's not, it's not complicated. Just honesty. Okay. I'm done. I'm going to get off my horse. Yeah, you're hundred percent right. That's, 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 that's 40, 40 years of chronic inflammation right there. Yeah, it's like, dude, like, like, okay, I granted, yeah, and and then when you see the stats in in these countries like Sweden, where the majority of people who are dying from COVID are eighty two degrees, but the average age of death in the country is eighty. Now it's like, hey, just shut the fuck up and let's go back to what we're doing. Like, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Totally <laughs> okay, agree. um, so you're in Australia. You're thirty two years old. Um, uh, were you born? In, you're born and not raised in Australia. Oh, I was born in New Zealand, but um, yeah, came to Australia when I was young. But like New Zealand, and it's like it's sort of like the US and Canada, like it, they're like the same thing, pretty much. Did your whole family come from uh, from New Zealand, or just you? Uh, mother's yeah, uh, mother's side's New Zealand, father's side um, is Australia. Are you tall? Uh, yeah, six two. Okay. I, I've been in New Zealand a couple times, and every time I'm just like, I'm only five five, but I was like, holy shit, there's a lot of tall people here, like really tall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I would say six one's probably average over yeah. over here. 
Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, I would see women who were over six foot on the regular. It was nuts. Yeah, <laughs> very true. My wife only five foot, so yeah, it was a huge difference. So you you come to Australia, and how old were you when you guys moved to Australia? Uh, like a year old. And where in Australia did you move? Uh, just Sydney. I've, I've grown up around Sydney my whole life. Uh, it, you know, like really close, like on the northern beaches uh, till I was, you know, six, seven. And then we moved up an hour north to like a quieter sort of beachy area. Uh, and then, yeah, I've, I've moved back down to Sydney in the last five years for work because there's just a lot of um, – a lot of construction going on in the city right now. So it definitely and, favors my profession. And what, what's your job? I'm an electrician. Okay. So who, so who taught you how to do that? Did you go to school or did you have a mentor? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what it's like in uh, the States, but if we do like an apprenticeship, like you just, it's sort of like on, on site learning. You, you do that for four years while, having a day to sort of like one day a week studying in a, like a, like a technical sort of uh, trade school, just, just learning all about the theory side of things. And then you do like one, one huge test at the end to sort of like, you know, say that you're not going to kill anyone and that all of your installations are going to be safe. You mean like by kill anyone, you mean like set something up. So it's like someone gets out of the bathroom and gets just fried. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Are you guys 220 over there? 240. 240? Do, do, yeah. do we do 220 here? Like in, t- in 110, Caleb? 110, I think. Or yeah, 110. Yeah. I think Europe is 220. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I used to have, um, back in the day when I was a kid, I used to have this massive marijuana grow room. And I had to call an electrician in who I didn't know. Like to, and it was illegal. And I had to have him wire the whole house with 220. And he, like, he would be like... <laughs> I mean, no, washers and dryers and all the rooms. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I wasn't made for it. I was I'd like after a year of doing that, I was so fucking paranoid. I didn't even smoke weed, so I, I got out of the business. And now it's now it's legal here, kinda, kinda. Um, so, so is Australia living the dream? Is is it look like how we see it here? I mean, I live in California and I live in Santa Cruz, and it's 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 pretty amazing when you're and I live by the beach and life is good. Like was it was life as a kid growing up, just like, wow, this is great. Shirt off all the time, pretty girls, beach days, lots of outdoor activities. Just fuck man. Life is rad. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I mean, it depends what lens you want to look through, but that's, that's definitely one lens you can look through at living in Australia. But how about for you? Uh, how, sorry. How about for you? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, up until up until the pandemic started, everything was like I loved living in Sydney. I loved my I I loved my country. I loved everything about it. Uh, you know, just like the the lifestyle. There's there's like beautiful food and sort of like wine scene over here. Um, beautiful coffee, like like the you know like our major metropolis is. 15 minutes from some of the best beaches in the world. You know, you've, you've got access to so many outdoor parks and like recreational areas. Uh, there's so many events that are going on, you know, like it's, it, it, there's always something happening. I, I, I love it here. I really do. And, and what did you do any sports? Did you train? Did you work out? 
Uh, uh, oh, like when I, I when I was a kid, I, I I played soccer, but um, I skateboarded pretty much my whole teenage years, and uh, and then sort of got out of skateboarding when I got when I started working because, like, I started working with my stepfather doing like plumbing, and uh, I I fell off my skateboard a few times, couldn't come to work, and sort of sat me down. And he's like, you know, you like. Yeah, you got to become an adult, mate. Like you can't just be getting injured and like you know, sort of like you, you got to be reliable, etc. So, sort of gave that away, and then um, got into fishing. And I like I fished pretty much throughout the whole twenties. Love, I, you know, I'd go every every few days as much as I could. Uh, and then sort of when I moved down to the city to like for work, a lot of my recreational activities really got pushed to the side, except for working out. You know, like just go to the gym and pretty much just like gym and work and a bit of jiu-jitsu in the last year. Oh, that's cool. You watch the UFC? Yeah. Man, I you do. Guys yeah, getting, I'm not, you guys I, are like, getting some amazing, you guys are getting some amazing fighters coming out of there. Riddick is a legend. I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't follow it any, anywhere near as close as my other friends, but yeah, I definitely love watching it. Um, we've had on the show, we had, uh, Vol- uh, Alexander Volkanovsky on the show and, um, and we've had, uh, oh, nice. a, a guy named Jack, uh, De La Maddalena on the show twice. He's an up and comer. He's, he's actually in the States right now. He just had a fight last week, redheaded kid. Uh, yeah. And then of course you guys have Israel over there out of New Zealand and, um, and, uh, Dan Hooker. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And, and, and then of course my favorite, like you said, Robert Whitaker, he, what a stud. What a stud. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Absolute weapon. Did you um when you would go fishing, did you catch all did you would you eat your fish? You know how to clean them, you know how to do all that? Like you would feed your family, like come home and be like, yo, I yeah, got dinner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, uh, it depends it depends what fish you caught on the day because there's only there would be only a few fish that are sort of they're like nice table fish if you know what i mean there's just like nice fillets you know but it, there's there's some fish that you catch it that are just annoying they're super bony really hard to sort of fill it and so you would just chuck them back so but like we've got fish over here like jewfish flathead uh kingfish these sorts of fish are just like really easy to fill it you know just chuck it in a pan and you got dinner yeah that's awesome um i went to a friend's house uh last week and he's like hey i got a couple ducks and i'm like he's like bring your boys over and we'll clean them and eat them and i like i was like shit that's some like real man shit like i've never done anything like that <laughs> so we go over to his house and the ducks were like this big <laughs> oh my boy donovan he's a good dude but anyway we ate the there's this guy who's like going you know there's all this shit going on instagram now all this eating raw meat are you seeing all this and the liver king and just eating raw organs are you seeing that trend? Yeah, like kind of. Yeah, like Carnivore MD. Yeah. Um, yeah. Paul Saladino. Yeah. So, so he's been on the show a couple times, and so I, <laughs> my, my Donovan cut the ducks open, and we each ate a liver, just raw. Ooh. Oh, dude, how was it? Oh, yeah, it was. Was it? it was strong, dude. It was. Um, it was really potent. He said that he left too much bile on there. I don't even know what he was talking about. It was really intense, and I was trying to swallow it. 
But I mean, it was tiny. The whole, like, I got like a whole liver to myself, and it was like this big. So it just kind of slid down. And uh, did you I didn't, go ahead? Did you feel? Sorry, go. Oh, no, you did go you ahead. Feel like what what Paul says? How you sort of feel like high, or you see, you feel like a like a endorphin rush from eating it, or no, no. But I, but I, 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 I didn't. Um, but. Paul has also said that kind of like if you're eating birds, like you're kind of a bitch. Like that's the bitch animal. Like, like I don't think he eats chicken. You know right. what I mean? Like Paul just is like, give me your testicles, bull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah now, I mean, maybe if I did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was eating a bitch ass duck. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So, so you come from New Zealand. Um, you, you, you're living a good life. You're a healthy kid. Um, you skateboard. I love that. My kids skateboard. I, th- I think skateboarding is the physics of athletics. What do I mean by that? Like it is fucking hard. Like it's not sociology. Sociology is like dummy yeah. school. Skateboarding is like, wow, it, it, it is nuts. It is. It's the violin of the musical instruments and it's the physics of academia. I, I mean, when I watch my kids skateboard, I'm like, holy cow, neurons firing. Um, then you and you play soccer. Uh, very few sports with better metabolic conditioning than soccer transfers over to everything in life after that. Um, and you, uh, you're, someone tells you it's time to grow up, and you start putting in toilets. And do you have a girlfriend right now? I, I'm married. Oh, you are married. Yeah. When did that happen? Uh, so that happened at the end of 2020. So yeah, but I mean that's a that's a story in and of itself. Like my wife's from Chile. Um, at, at the very start of the pandemic, we got stuck in the Philippines. That was when things went from like zero to a hundred in like middle of March, twenty twenty. We were at the very tip of Palawan Island on like a sort of like a secret beach, and no one was there. There was no Wi-Fi. And uh, essentially, we got handed a notice from the government saying that we had 48 hours to leave the country or we were stuck there indefinitely. And so we, we spent the preceding 10, 11 days trying to get back to Manila. So we had an international airport. Like we slept in airports. I wouldn't, sorry, we didn't sleep in airports, but we stayed at airports for hours and hours and days and days. Uh, just to get, just to try and get back to Manila, and we got back to Manila, and the on the day that we arrived back to Manila to get a flight back after spending thousands of dollars, the Australian government changed the laws and said that my wife wasn't allowed to come back home with me because we weren't married. Uh, so that uh, she had to fly back to Chile, even though even though we were registered de facto couple, we uh, we had lived together for a year at that point. We had been in a relationship for almost two years. We like our lives were so intertwined that you know, for the government to say that we weren't affiliated with each other was quite a shock. Uh, so after that, you know, we man- I managed to get her an exemption from the government, and uh, she ended up coming back from Chile about a week later. But after that happened, I was just so worried about. You know, like, as you would know, you know, like, Australia has just been passing laws after law of, like, you know, with no democratic voting. It's just like, oh, you know, because of coronavirus, we're, like, in, like, one of our states, they 
they passed a law that they could come in and take the children from their parents uh, under these coronavirus rules if they deemed that the like if they were a threat to public health. And I was just thinking, like, shit, man, you know, I don't want them to just somehow say that anyone that's not a permanent resident or a legal partner on the federal level of an Australian citizen, uh, we can just deport them. So I was like, we need to get married. There, there was there was no there was no beautiful on the knee proposal. Dude. It was like it was like let's just get fucking married. So they can't kick you You're out. <laughs> hey, uh, do do you wish you had guns? I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was yeah. A, I was flat a, out, flat out. Yes. I was. I was a. I was a man. Can't can't even fucking come out of my mouth. I was a. I was a liberal straight out of Berkeley, California, the the place, the home of the home and epicenter of hatred towards all black people, gay people, and gun toting Americans, which posed as a place of love and acceptance, and that's what I really like: love and acceptance. And I really, I, I really, really, um, and, 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 and now it is, it is, we have this thing in the United States called critical race theory. And what it is, is they insist that every single human being view the world through the racial lens of what people look like. And really for me, man, it's just, it's just despicable that I was a part of that, but thank God we have guns in this country. Holy shit. It would be fucking crazy. They would yeah. try to do crazy shit yeah. if it uh, if it if if it if we didn't have guns. It's nuts. And me and, and and meanwhile, there's some really gnarly shit happening here in the United States too. Like as we fall into chaos, I don't know how drugs are in your country, but the cartels are like moving in big time. Like just with all the chaos, the cartels are just having their way here. I mean, which is like it doesn't affect me because like if you stay out of their way, they stay out of your way. They're not like. The cartels are like the mob. Mind your own business, right? They only fuck with the people who like if you if, if like if you fuck with them, or if you're in their way. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a fucking mess yeah. here. Yeah, the taking the kids thing. When you say that, that just makes me. I I just see people like, I I, I can't imagine someone thinking that they could come and take my kids. That would be so fucking uh, crazy. So some crazy shit might happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, but I, I think some of those laws get passed because we don't have guns. That yes, of I course. Truly of course. That. No one takes your kids if you have a of a gun. If you have a gun, no one, no one takes your kids. Exactly. Um, in, in any stories that you hear, by the way, of anyone saying that we have a gun problem in this country and blah 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 blah, it, it's the same demographic and the same gun. And the same situation that gets every that gets ninety nine percent of everyone killed in the United States, and they never address that demographic, which I don't even know if they need to, but they never address that gun, and they never address that issue. But what I mean is, like, they're always going after like the like the semi automatic guns, or and those aren't the guns doing the harm, right? It's 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 anyway. So okay, so now it makes sense why when I asked you if it was good growing up in Australia, you weren't like, dude, it was rain and pussy over here. I can't believe how hot the women are because you're married, you're dignified man. I get, okay, I get it. Okay, yeah. and yeah, um, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, <laughs> I can't say that. it's great. It's great. It was before everyone started getting obese. Now everyone over here is obese. But before when I was a kid, it was crazy. That just no makeup, wearing barefoot, beautiful women everywhere, and so then you. 
Um, what were you doing in the Philippines? And and did you think we about maybe like not coming back at all? 30th. Like what? Like did you meet her over there? You met this Chilean chick over there. Why weren't you like fuck it? Let's take off our shirts and just live in the jungle. Yeah, oh, dude, I wish. <laughs> I wish. Um, like, we were there for her thirtieth birthday. Like, we we met we met through her sister. So I, I met her sister in Peru, and you know, like, she came to her sister. Like, my wife came to Australia. We met up. We got together. Uh, we were in the Philippines for her thirtieth birthday. But like, I mean, dude, like back then, it wasn't. It wasn't. Like I never thought I'd ever want to live anywhere else in Australia. You know, right. it's like only only since the only in the last two years have has my perspective on that changed. Yeah, it's crazy. So many people are leaving yeah. California and going to Florida. Um, okay, yeah, Texas, yeah. so so how did you meet her sister in Peru? Were you there for school or? Oh, dude, like, that, that, uh, like long story short, I went there to do ayahuasca and I got <laughs> really sick before but like before i got to do it and like, oh, dude, like long story short would be i went there by myself to do ayahuasca i got an email from the retreat saying uh would you mind to come to our retreat before we officially get there the the uh staff that live in the local village they'll look after you they don't speak english but they'll cook you dinner and uh I, I went there. There was nobody there. They cooked, uh, they cooked me dinner fine. I had lunch the next day and then started to feel really sick. And then Montezuma's. it was, it was, it was the sickest I've ever been in my life. I was like, like throwing up while I'm cheating in, in, in a shower by myself. They had, they had gone back to their village at this point. I was too completely by myself in the, in the fucking retreat. And I just, I just was running a shower over me and because there's no electricity there, I was putting like, cause it was in the Andes, not in the Amazon. I had to like keep putting these logs in a fire that I could barely even hold because I was so weak. And, and then, uh, I how mean, many hours did that go on for? Was that thirty six hours? If it was uh, like 12, 12 hours before someone came back to the retreat to then drive me down to the hospital, I, I thought I was going to die up there. I was like calling my—I I somehow got reception and called my travel insurance saying, "Get me a fucking chopper." Like they're like, "We don't provide that service, dude." Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, you a in the of the Andes. And. Um, yeah, I, I was just freaking out at that point. And, um, but yeah, I don't know if it was Mother Ayahuasca working on me before I actually had it or whether I had food poisoning or anxiety or altitude. Sickness, the la- no, the middle one, choice B. Choice B. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I probably food poisoning, I, I thought, but you never Dude, know. <laughs> I, I went to this temple in, uh, in India one time and the guy's like, here, let me give you something to eat. And he gives me this white stuff and he pulls it out of like a cupboard. And it was like, for sure it had milk for sure. It should have been refrigerated. And I ate it yeah. and it was really sweet and sugary. And the dude I was with is like, Hey, he gave me one. I don't want to eat it. You want to eat it? I'm like, sure. And I ate it, dude. For tw- <laughs> it was exactly like that. I basically laid in a shower and just shit. And my shit and puke was just in a pot, just everywhere. Yeah. And I was just oh. naked and there was no toilet paper, nothing, but I surrendered. I was like, fuck it. I'm, I'm just, I, I'm just, yeah, I'm just, and I was just heaving all night. And it was in this area where there were these Janes. They're these like, um, Janes are like these 
they're, they're like monks, but they even wear masks all the time because they don't want to breathe in insects. Like Jane they can't kill shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so they're they're like sleeping yeah. under trees and shit all around me. And I'm in the, like this cement shed vomiting and shit. It was crazy. It was and I had to get on a plane <laughs> the next day. It was so bad. I think oh, I threw no. it was like one of those things where you throw clothes away. You're like, eh, that's probably not can't save that. Oh, I do. Yeah, I know how you feel. <laughs> And after yeah, about twelve uh, hours, you just sort of surrender. You just, you just like, oh, if I die, I die. Fuck it. Yeah. I, I don't. I, I'm, I'm too weak to even like fight anymore. I'm just gonna breathe. I'm just breathing. Just breathing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so how did you meet the sister while you were there? During it's like she saw you in the hospital. Or she, something? she, she. <laughs> she was in the hostel. Uh, like she was behind the counter. Uh, like, like the sort of like administrator uh at the hostel that i went back to when i was uh sick and so she she took care of me because i was still really weak for a few days after that and she she cooked for me we hung out and stuff like super cool chick and we like we kept in contact and i, I was back in australia like a year later she's like oh my sister's coming over you know like do you want to show her around she sent me a photo of her i was like fuck yeah i want to show her around <laughs> she <laughs> yeah. can stay with me as long as she wants <laughs> It's the least I can do. Okay, so yeah, exactly. So she, so she comes over, and um, and this was in two thousand. What year did you say? Nineteen. When she comes over, uh, twenty sixteen. Twenty six. Oh man, you've known her forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, like, uh, go ahead. Yeah, but like. Uh, long story short it's just like any relationship you know like sometimes you get together and then you split up for whatever reason yeah. and then get back together so yeah it was a bit like that at the start um i i was still single when we met and i was just i just moved to sydney i was going to cambodia and vietnam traveling i didn't want to i didn't want a partner so it's just yeah and then like we found our way back to each other about a year after that so yeah it was meant to be and then so she says, hey, she, so she ends up coming to Australia, um, and then you guys end up in the Philipp- – she was in Australia, and you guys went to the Philippines together. Yeah, so we got back together in twenty at the end of 2018. We were together for like you know a year and a half almost, and then we went to the Philippines in March 2020 for her 30th birthday. We were there for two okay. days before that whole shit happened. Okay, and do you guys have kids? No, no, we like we were planning on it, um, but this has thrown a bit of a spanner in the works. Okay, what was the word you used? Spanner. Yeah, shifter spanner in the works. Yeah, Caleb, can you look those up and the translate those from Australian to California? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's like you would use it. Like, yeah, shifter spanner. I don't know what you guys. Well, wait, call he that. has Caleb has the internet. He'll get to the bottom of this. Don't like, a wrench, like, like, like a wrench. Like a ah, wrench. Ah, the old wrench. Like, yeah. Yes, the wrench. <laughs> Uh, yeah. a spanner. Yeah, yeah. Um, to cause something yeah, to go yeah. as unplanned, we were ready to start the project, but when the bank threw a spanner in the works by denying the loan, all right, spanner. Right? Is it? Does it really? Is it a tool? Is a spanner yeah. a tool? It's a wrench. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Great. Hey, um, will you type in spanner, Caleb, and hit images? I, I want to see. Like, I want. I just, just want to make. Uh, just go to double I check. I didn't know. Right yeah, here. I did not. I did not know that was that was only an Australian term. A spanner. Let's get to the bottom of this. Yeah, it's just a wrench for us. Ah, I think. ah yes. <laughs> wow, look at the M12. I've never seen a wrench that looks like that. That's nice. Yeah, it's for like those tight spaces when you gotta like 
put it through t- like walls or something. Yeah, exactly. Aren't, exactly. We're like the smartest fucking monkeys that ever lived. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I was at see those ones right there, those channel lock ones like there, this man there. I just went to Greg's house. He has the most amazing set of those. It's crazy. Are they snap on? <laughs> yeah, it's the it's, no, it's yeah, a better brand. Dude. It's from Sweden. It's like from he has like the Swedish, oh, nor, you know, Norwegian shit. <laughs> okay, so then you come back. So, so y- there's this pandemic. You guys finally make your way back after, like, even though they tell you you have 48 hours to come back, you really you you rush to come back, and it still t- takes you 12 days of fucking nightmare through airports. But it's kind of oh, cool because oh, you're with dude. your chick, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I wouldn't say it was cool. I would not. No. I wouldn't. I, it was. It was fucking stressful, man. No, it was fucking stressful. We spent like we spent pretty much all like all the money we had in our accounts. Like we spent like fifteen grand on flights because they like they just kept canceling them. Like you would you would you would pay two grand for a flight and then you'd get an email two days uh, two hours later saying it was canceled and then you'd spend another two grand on the flight and then and like the, the next morning you'd wake up and you check your email and it was canceled and you're like. You like you watch all your money leave your account, and you're like, uh, "Are we actually going to be able to get off this fucking island?" Or are we, you know, it, it was it was pretty stressful because we, we didn't, and that was at the very start of this as well. Like we didn't actually know how deadly this thing was. Like you know, I was like, "I don't want to get this thing in the Philippines." You know, like their their medical system probably may not be able to cope with with this i don't know what's going to happen if we get it in the, the middle of palawan island or whatever you know and yeah and, and there was just a lot of hysteria at that time as well there were you know there were so many travelers from all over the world in airports like just women crying and men just on the phones like you get to their family pulling their hair out like you know it was it was pretty chaotic uh, I haven't been to an airport in two years and I will never fucking go again. <laughs> Unless you're frying me in a private jet, I ain't going. Uh, okay, so you get home and this is 2020. You get home and yeah. you proceed to just try to live your life normally, right? Like there, there's all these lockdowns in your country. Your fucking leadership is fucking completely insane and fat and inept and in dumb shits. But, but so a lot of us have that problem. And um, you're not allowed to go out. And are you still doing jobs at this time? Like you're still like, okay, this office building's closed for a month. We might because of the pandemic, we might as well. They want us to go in and rewire everything with new Cat Six line or some shit. Yeah. Uh, so Australia at the start through 2020, and even even into half of 2021 was probably. I don't know if you heard that. Like we barely had COVID touch us. Uh, same as New Zealand and we we were pretty like construction was considered essential so even during lockdowns i was able to work uh so yeah we like i my life was barely interrupted throughout throughout until halfway through 2021 so yeah not to take away from there were many people's businesses through lockdowns of 2020 um that were destroyed so but like i was just lucky that my career wasn't impacted. Uh, and was your job requesting that you take the vaccine? Not at the start, because like, we were about six months behind you guys. Uh, you know, you guys were sort of towards the end of 2020, you know, they were getting emergency use authorization. 
And, you know, we were in the middle of our summer then, you know, and there was no, there, there were no cases and like none of that happened until halfway through last year. I would fight with these people on the internet. I would fight with these people on the internet who were from New Zealand and Australia. They'd be like, you fucking idiots. You guys won't mask. You guys won't lock down. We're doing it right over here in New Zealand, Australia. I'd be like, you just wait. (laughs) It's like, yeah, it's like living at the bottom of a swimming pool and bragging that water hasn't got you wet yet. It's like, oh, I mean, it's a fucking virus. It's going everywhere. Like, shut the fuck up. But, but man, there was some pompous motherfucker, especially the yeah. New Zealanders. Man, I was like, you guys are fucked, especially since all you yeah. fuckers are inbred over there. That shit's going to get you. And, like, there's going to be one strain that gets all you guys. Sorry. I'm Armenian. We got some of the inbreeding problem, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I mean, poor Iceland. <laughs> Iceland's, like, just, like, they got 300,000 brothers and sisters over there. That's it. Uh, How many people live in New Zealand? Oh, dude, I don't know. Is it like 6 million, 8 million? I can't remember. Um, okay, that's what Caleb's for. Caleb's like does all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think I think 6 to 8 million. Yeah, that's nuts. That that means it's it's, it's just 30. Australia? No, just New, New Zealand. Zealand. Oh, just New Zealand. Okay. I think I think that, Australia's 25, 26 million. If if it's 6 million, that 5. means 5.12 yeah, that's nuts. That Million. means it's uh, 17 times more people than Iceland. And 17 times better of a place to live. More hospitable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So are you worried at this time as it's coming? And, and, and when, how does the vaccine eventually pop up on your radar? And, 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 is your, and does oh, your wife man, have any just... issues? And, and what's going on with your family? Tell me about your yeah. relationship with the with the vaccine and your fan and your mom and dad's relationship and just like your circle, how you guys talked about it, et cetera. Yeah. Because in this yeah. country, it's so, not open. It's not an open conversation. Most people are terrified to talk about it. Not me. Not Caleb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my, uh, <laughs> my, um, my family, it, it, it's, it's been, I, I've been really lucky to have brothers and to have my wife who have been, on my like the side that you guys are on that you know this is this is questionable you know that like the governments and pharmaceutical injuries have uh, industry have a, a long history of like a revolving door relationship and you know you like and the media and censorship and propaganda you know it was so obvious to us even from the beginning but i just didn't pay too much attention at the start because we just weren't affected you know i was just living my life and it wasn't until, and like with my dad, you know, he's sixty three. He smokes. Um, you know, like I, like, I, like I lean on the side of you know, like if he wants to get it, you know, that there there does seem to be evidence that it does prevent hospitalization and death for older people. So you know, the risk to reward for someone like my father isn't the same as myself who doesn't smoke i'm 31 years old so like you know i was and my dad was like respectful of you know everything i was saying that like you know i don't i don't particularly want it uh i don't know why they're hammering down on us uh and then and then the end of june hit in sydney with delta and everything just went to shit. I really did. Uh, like, um, we went from being, you know, one of the most free countries in the world to being one of the most heavily locked, if not, yeah, one of the most heavily locked down countries in the world in 
a matter of a month, you know, it, like through the through the month of July, you know, New South Wales and uh, Victoria, where Melbourne is, um, were just it was just it was so heavy and fast that it was psychologically damaging as well. Are there a lot of obese people in Sydney? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think uh, like the last I read that like Australia is the most obese nation per capita. Uh, uh, it, it's overtaken America. Uh, I, I think I don't know if you, you you can prove that, but there there are a lot of a lot of overweight people in Australia. Yeah, you used to be thirty years ago hard pressed to find someone who's three hundred pounds, and now you can just leave your house and you'll see one every time. And there are stats that show that like it's like ninety ninety percent of Americans or eighty three percent, some huge ridiculous number, are metabolically distressed, meaning they're they're not burning energy efficiently, they're they're insulin resistant, like just bad shits going on with their uh with their diet. And, and it's just obvious when you go outside. What's crazy is when you see it in towns like Sydney or anywhere near the ocean or Santa Cruz, California, because here traditionally, and same with your country, places where people don't wear as many clothes, we're a little more self conscious. So we make sure we exercise a little more. We like we don't eat dessert because we know we're going to take our shirt off the next day uh, in front of 5,000 yeah. people, but that does not be working anymore. Yeah. Not enough peer pressure. <clears throat> okay. So, so then these yeah. lockdowns start happening and um, when does your, is that when the pressure starts for the vaccine? Like when does that yeah. pressure come? Yeah. Like it, it, it's, they were, it, our vaccine campaign sort of started around March 2021 uh, and there was just such a slow uptake, you know, uh, and then, you know, as soon as the outbreak happened around July, they, there were these, there were these like carrots that were just dangled in front of us of like, you know, you, you're only going to get out, you're only going to get out of lockdown uh, once 80% of new south wales is fully vaccinated you know this is where sydney is the state um you know you're only going to get out of uh sorry we will we will start to ease the heavy restrictions so our restrictions were we were only allowed to leave our homes for an hour a day for exercise uh we weren't allowed to be five kilometers from home which i don't know maybe that's two two and a half miles or something like that two two three miles from home it's about three miles yeah, yeah. So we, um, so like we couldn't see our families. Uh, like, you know, we, like, I had, I had friends, like, well, not personal friends, but I had work friends who had been caught six kilometers from their home walking their dog and were fined $3,000, you know, and, Holy shit. uh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was insane. Uh, you know, there were, there's videos of police waiting outside shopping centers and there's a video of a guy taking his mask off, like just as he gets to the door. And, you know, this, this police woman's like, you took your mask off before you're outside. Here's a bloody $500 fine. And, you know, it was just, it just insanity. And, you know, and they were like, Oh, you know, and then we'll, once, once we, once we reach 70% vaccination for over 16 year olds, we will, uh, ease some of the heavier restrictions. You know, you'll be able to go here or this, year old. you know, and, and then 16 year olds. Are you fucking uh, yeah. insane people? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> Especially when nuts. the, it's yeah, nuts. the death rate it, uh, under 18 is about one in a million. 
Yeah, it's insane. Hey, and then once again, um, that statistical, so yeah, that statistical then, noise at that level, you can't even like, like it's it's just zero. It's just zero. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have twelve thousand people yeah, a year who it's, die it's, 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 in the United it's, States from falling down stairs that your asshole carpenter friends build. <laughs> twelve thousand. Yeah, that's crazy. Eight, twelve thousand people. Holy shit. Dude, we have we have like we have like crazy thousands of people who die every year from bee stings. Um, there's even like you can even look up like more people die from like getting a light bulb stuck in their ass than kids have died from COVID in the United States. I mean, there's shit like that. You can just look it up. Well, let's look yeah, at how many yeah. people have died from just you know accidentally getting a bulb stuck in their ass. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Don't um, ruin my story, yeah. Caleb. Don't ruin my fucking story, Caleb. We'll That's pull it up story. It's different. <laughs> just look up odd objects in the ass that have killed people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. These poor kids. Okay, and and are you respecting these laws or like they tried to do that here and like no one here listened? Like, but but in I don't yeah. know how they are in Australia, but like I was like, yeah. fuck you, and, and I, I just go out with my kids and cut the yellow tape and be like, eat a dick. And the cops here are cool yeah. shit. They are like, you don't have to just do what you want. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna say too much, but yeah, <laughs> I did. Well, okay, yeah. And are, are the the cop? They always yeah. make the cops look horrible. The Australian cops here, but are they cool? It depends. It depends. Yeah. Like some of them. I guess it depends some, here some too. Of them, uh, yeah, it's it's some of them are like are like, oh, dude, can you just like you know just move on? You know, like you know, like there's too many because say if you were down at a like a like an outdoor exercise equipment sort of area you know sometimes there'd be like a lot of people down there and the cops would come down and be like oh guys can you just spread out or you know move on there's too many people here there's not you know you you can't safely social distance like but they were just they were just doing their job you know it's not like they were you know forceful or anything like that they were just obviously had orders to go and move people along or whatever and um, but you know, there's you, you, you can find innumerable videos of heavy-handed psychopathic yeah. police. You, you can find that in the U.S. too. But like every, I think the vast majority of police in the United States are just cool as shit. They're just like, yeah, like just my experience with them. Just they just look the other way. And and um, we, a couple of years ago, when we asked, since we had that George Floyd thing, where that guy was like high on fentanyl and alcohol, driving around neighborhoods. Um, ever since we had that fucking thing happen, the cops are terrified of people. And so they don't do shit anyway. And, yeah. and, and neighborhoods like mine don't care because yeah. cops are, we don't need cops, but all the bad neighborhoods are fucked. Like George Floyd's neighborhood's fucked. That shit I've was seen, supposed to help him. That shit got worse for us. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, okay. like fucking Portland, Portland and Oregon. Holy oh. shit. I couldn't imagine. Yeah. Those people there deserve that though. Okay. So, um, <laughs> So, um, those are crazy people. That's, that's the whitest town in America that, that has all the black lives matter sign. They hate fucking right. black people. And so they have to like put up the black lives matter sign to like, be like, no, no, we love you. Be cool. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I got a lot of virtual signaling, uh, virtue yes. signaling going on over there. It's nuts. Okay. So, um, which is a shame too, cause it could have been so cool there. Uh, so why do you, um, what ends up happening that makes it so you decide to take the vaccine? Yeah. Yeah, so um, uh, so it, it, it was in August, you know, it was about two months into the lockdown. and August 20, 21? My wife's, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Man, you uh, held out for so like, long. Yeah, it's just uh, – I think back to my decision to get it done and I, I regret it every time, but it is what it is. But um, I – so it it was a it, it was a multi-dimensional thing. It, it was uh, my wife. Like I don't mind being inside. Like, I don't mind being at home. Like I can keep myself busy. And uh, I just like my wife is the complete opposite. She she needs to you know she's from Chile. Like all of her family is in Chile. A lot of her Chilean friends had to go home because of the pandemic. Who were here. Um, a few of them moved interstate. So, you know, she was away from her family. Uh, you know, she, she, she works in retail. So she, um, like her business was closed down at, at that time. So she wasn't able to work, wasn't able to socialize. So uh, her, her mental health was uh, declining. She was like getting depressed and upset. And I just, it, it, it was hard to watch. And, uh, you know, I was listening to some podcasts on Rogan and, you know, other, just seeing other articles like around, you know, explaining, you know, that these things are safe and effective. And I just sort of started to question my, like my intuition. I was like, some of my friends by that point had gone to go and get it and were like, dude, I was totally fine. Uh, it, it, I, I just felt, I kept, feeling like I was being too fanatical. I kept questioning myself being like, you know, have I, have I delved too deep into the other side where I'm unable to even see that, you know, there are really smart people who are (laughs) right. Yeah. And I I I just started, I started just questioning myself a lot. What percent. So during this time in August, what percentage of the people in, in Australia were vaccinated? It was it was uptaking really quick. Like I I don't know the exact percentage before the lockdown, but it was really low. It was like I I think I think for the age group between sixteen and say fifty, it was like ten percent maybe. Like and and then within within a couple of months, it was like it was just going up and up and up and up and up every day, like super quick, super quick. And I mean, because of what they were doing, you know. Yeah, in, in Canada, the, their prime minister said that – I think it's he's the prime minister. That Trudeau guy, that fucking Nazi they got running yeah. that country. I don't say that in jest. Yeah. He, said, he said that if yeah. people who don't have the injection are racist and misogynist. Wait a second. If I don't, I don't take that drug, I'm racist and I hate women? Like, That's insane. Yeah. What if I eat pussy on a black woman every night? Do I get a pass? I don't have to take the vaccine? <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> He's such a fucking. Uh, I mean, scumbag. like he's there's, there's a photo of him. Like, I hope my mom's not watching you know, it. Sorry, like, mom. I, it was just too good of a joke to to not use. Sorry. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go but, ahead. Um, what were you saying? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it was it was there was a lot of pressure. There was a lot of a lot of pressure coming from society, government. You know, I was listening to a lot of podcasts that were pro vaccine. Uh, like my friends were changing their opinions on it. You know, just like, like a lot of things were changing at such a rapid uh, rate that I just, and they were just dangling that carrot saying, you know, if you get this, we'll go back to normal. Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> That's a great one. And that was, is a great yeah, one. We'll yeah, go back was, to normal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hey, yeah. Oh, I, and like I, 
I, I, I want to share something with you that someone wrote in the comments here. And, and I wasn't going to say anything to you, but someone wrote in the comments here when you were talking about um, the police just say move along um, to you. This guy says, um, we've got some rights to squash. Can you please move along? That's the, that's the thing. Like the second they tell you, you have to leave the park. It has to be like, like on one hand, you're like, these are just dudes trying to do their job. I get your perspective. But on the other hand, it's like, fuck you make me, this is my fucking park. I fucking paid for this. You work for me, bitch. Yeah. Like that's, that's a fair answer. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's, it's not dignified. It's not how our moms taught us to talk to people, but, but, it, but it's a fair and honest answer. And when I talk to Canadians and Australians and, 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 and Europeans, people who are more socialist countries in the United States, I get a little worried because they're like, I don't mind a finger in my ass. Just you, can you just not put it all the way up to here? <laughs> and it's like, no, no, it's your butt. Yeah, yeah. You you don't uh, get to t- you don't get to tell me at all. If I want to kill myself, I should be able to jump off a bridge and kill myself. Like you don't get to tell me. Now, I appreciate you telling me what the risks are. There's something called COVID. It kills fat people. The vaccine's pretty safe, but um, but no one healthy's died. And I look at you, Brent, and I took your um uh, A1C sugar levels, and the chances of you dying are one in thirty-two million. Would you like the injection or not? And you could be like, ah, probably not. I'll buy a lotto ticket instead. I mean. At that, at, at that time, it, and I'm not harsh you. I'm not talking shit to you. Sorry, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm just yeah, no, just, no. Okay, it's, go ahead. Yeah, I don't. I'm seriously no, no offense taken. I didn't take okay. it all. I'm, I'm saying like there wasn't a lot of data to 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 really argue that it wasn't stopping transmission in the middle of last year. Like there was, there, like there was a little bit. But, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of like, you know, this is, it's like 60 or 70% uh, effective at infection and transmission. So, you know, like you're going to be able to, if you do get this thing, you're going to slow the pandemic. You're not going to give it to your grandmother, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, yeah, that's not just coming from the government, you know, that's coming from people on podcasts who are like biologists and, you know, like vaccinologists, whatever, you know, the infectious disease experts, like a lot of data coming at you that's like obviously now you know six nine months later is turned out to be totally wrong but you know at the time it's like you know let's just it's gonna stop infection it's gonna stop transmission to a point it's gonna like I, i did not take this to protect myself from going to hospital right. or dying like that right. was not even one thought in my mind about protecting myself not one right Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah, and 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 on that end also to go along with the story, the smartest people in the room were kept quiet. So we have a guy, he's the most published um, uh, uh, scientist, I think, living in the world today. His name is John Ionatis. He teaches at Stanford, and he said, hey, motherfuckers, like I've done the math on this, and if if it is what they say it is, we had herd immunity before you guys even knew it started, if it is what you say it is. And they fucking just they, – they suppress that. Anyone who wants to look yeah. that up, John Ionati, Stanford. He's the man. He's such a fu- he has such integrity that he will not speak anywhere that's a, a for profit organization. He doesn't speak anywhere for money. He's he's an amazing, amazing scientist, John Ionati's, and I'm pretty sure he's liberal. He he should fix that. No one's perfect. Okay, <laughs> so um, uh, w- w- were you what? Just to go to your politics, sort of. I don't know if it's the same in the United States, but the liberals like we're raised that the liberals are the peace loving people. 
and that the conservatives are the gun-toting anti-gay people. But like now everything's kind of like switching in the United States. Like a lot of us liberals are like waking up being like, holy shit, like these people will fucking kill you. Like if they want to kill someone for like not getting a vaccine, they want to take your kids away. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is, were yeah. you ever a liberal? Um, and, and, and then now you're like, oh shit, what have I done? Because that's what happened to me. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like I don't think the... It happened to Joe Rogan too. Yeah, you the, saw... We we got to watch yeah. it happen to Joe Rogan in the last two years. This motherfucker was like supporting Bernie Bernie Sanders, <laughs> like, yeah. and now he's like. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Super conservative. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, it's not it, politics. I don't think are as strong in that you know, like red and blue as it is in America. Uh, it's you know, there's definitely st- there's, like there's definitely like the two parties who are like you know more like one's pro business and. Yeah, and the other one's pro sort of workers and um, like pro the people, and you know, like the liberals are obviously pro pro gender politics and all these sorts of things, and you know, conservatives are you know pro pro life and anti abortion, and there is there is a lot of that sentiment. But yeah, I um, guess that's the way it is here too. The there was no real. D- the conservatives have their imaginary friend God, and the liberals have their imaginary friend gender. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got that too. They both have yeah, their yeah, imaginary yeah. friend. Yeah, they both have their imaginary yeah, friend. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, yeah. It's like fucking Sesame Street. Okay, so so, so the pressure is enormous. I get that. The pressure is enormous, and your and your dad has it, and um. And so, and your friends are getting it, and you're like, okay, and you and you state that you didn't do it for yourself, so you're basically like, okay, I'll do it. So you get the. Can you tell me about like going down that day and had your girlfriend gotten it and like which shot you got? Yeah, so I got <laughs> mine before my my wife, um, just because I was able to get an appointment before her. Uh, but so I, I I went down to this clinic, got the first one. I was a bit nervous. And, you know, I strangely, strangely felt this weird rush. Like as soon as I got it injected into me, I, I felt the, like the weirdest rush of adrenaline or whatever it was that I've ever, it was, it's something I've never experienced in my life. And I don't know if that was because I was like, I, I didn't feel consciously that nervous, uh, but I had this, just this wash of like hot and just tingling that went straight over me, the, like the second that went in. And I was like, that was really weird. And I said, what, um, what vaccine? And, Which brand? Uh, Pfizer. Okay. Yeah. And, and were you uh, sitting in your car so, when they did it to you? No, 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 no. Um, we had like clinics and you just go into these clinics and then you got to sit, you got to sit um, in like a waiting room for 15 minutes to see if you'll have like an anaphylactic reaction or whatever. Yeah. And then, okay. So then you go home like and everything's <laughs> Yeah, and everything's fine. Uh, I wouldn't say everything was fine. Um, I mean, like I had a bit of a headache, and then about a week later, I started to have chest discomfort. But it, it, it like this this is just such a weird story because it, things things couldn't have come at a worse time. You know, I was like as an electrician, as a commercial electrician. Like we've we, we've got to we've got to pull through like you know like really heavy mains cables you know that that supply large parts of buildings you know and you've got to pull these things for like a hundred meters through different sorts of like corners and above your head and 
you know, like even just a few meters of it weighs like tens and tens of kilos and you're doing, you're pulling above your head all day. It, it really does start to burn your shoulders and your chest out. And, you know, I was working out at the time. So I was getting these weird radiating aches around my left chest and uh, shoulder area. But because I was having such physical weeks at work and also exercising, it was really easy for me to pass it off as just being fatigued, not from the vaccine, which, you know, I mean, I think back to that. And if, if, if it had been like another part of the job where we weren't pulling in mains cables and maybe I would have gone to hospital and got a check. And then so, and then a week later you get this, even with some of that discomfort, you go get the second shot. So, yeah, I mean, my wife told me to get it checked and I was like, nah, nah, I'm fine. I'm fine. You yeah. Know, that's what I would have said too. That's what I would have said too. Yeah. And I, I was like, nah, I'm, I'm fine. Good. It's I'm just, good. It, I'm just, uh, yeah. Like I've been working out, you know, like, she, like she knew I was having like, you know, I, I was coming home from work just absolutely stuffed, you know, and for like a couple of weeks there. And then, yeah, like a month later, I went to the, to get the second one. Uh, and I expressed my concerns to the, to the, like, so there's like two nurses at the front counter who take your details. And then there was the vaccinating nurse right next to them. And I expressed my discomfort. You know, I was like, I've had these chest issues. Is this something I should be worried about? I'm not really sure if it is the vaccine or not. And the vaccinating nurse was like, oh, dude, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Just, 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 just get it, you know? And if you have any more pain, go to, just, 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 just go to hospital. We've got a hospital. And I mean, I don't know, like our, our FDA is called TGA here and What's it, called? it says in their handbook, uh, the TGA, the Therapeutic Goods Administration. So they, they have like a handbook on mRNA vaccination and it, and it explicitly states on page five that if, the, if, if anyone complains of, you know, chest discomfort, delay vaccination and they should be checked immediately you know and this vaccinating nurse wasn't even aware of the protocol to be followed if someone presents with chest discomfort you know i wonder if she was even a nurse dude i wonder if like like at our hospitals in the united states if you go past like seven o'clock at night it's like a 400 pound security guard who makes eight dollars an hour who checks you in it's a joke my wife went in there the other day with my son he like broke his hand or something and i can't remember what happened and the guy's like, Hey, are you vaccinated? And my wife's like, yeah. And he's like, let me see proof. She's like, I don't got it. He's like, fine. He just peels a sticker off and puts it on her double vaccinated. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> you should take the whole box of those. <laughs> what a it's legend. a fucking, it's a fucking joke. Yeah, please. Yeah. Okay. So, so she yeah. fucked up there. You saw that. Can, can you sue vaccine companies in Australia? Or is it like the United States? They, they have you by the balls. No, it's the exact, it's the exact same. Yeah, it's zero liability. It's all, it's all done through. It's any sort of compensation is like done through taxpayers and the government. Yeah, and you can't sue that hospital, that nurse for saying that. You can't. I mean, not that it matters if you can't prove sick, it. You're sick. I, you can't. I okay. spoke to, I spoke to lawyers, and they're like, "There's no, there's no proof." You know, like that, like that nurse could turn around and say, "I didn't say anything." You know, there's no proof. Okay, so then you get the second shot, and what time of day do you get it? Uh, like midday, like 1 p.m. Okay, and how does that one feel? 
within hours it got worse. That's when everything started. That's within hours. It was, it was, oh yeah. Uh, so later that night, the, the, like the radiating pain was just like really intense. And my wife was like, okay, that's it. Like, I'm booking you an appointment at our local general practitioner. You know, you, you've got to go. Like, you know, okay, I, I'll have tomorrow off work. I'll go. Can you feel your when chest pounding say, in there? When, when that's happening, can you feel it pounding? It wasn't. The, like you did too much coke or something? pounding at that point. No, it was, nah, nah, nah. It was like, <laughs> I, I, I've done that a lot of times and it didn't feel like that. It was like, <laughs> uh, it was like, it, it, it was like, just, uh, it's hard to explain. Like it's a, it's a really sort of like radiating like ache. It, it was, it's almost as if you've been like punched a few times in the chest and it's just sort of like, really radiating and achy it's it's hard to explain but that's all that was happening for the first 12 to 24 hours and then yeah, for our I, listeners, I want you doctor. really to listen here i want you guys i want you i i, I know that 99 percent of humanity has no idea even what it means to empathize but i want you to think back to the time when you felt your chest you felt your heart. You never want to feel your heart as a human being unless you're laying in bed meditating, listening to it purr and keep you alive as the miracle of life. You never want your heart fucking drawing attention, being like, yo, me. You never want your heart doing that, asking for fucking attention. Yeah. And he fucking took a medicine that was supposed to help him, and instead his heart is crying. It's fucking nuts. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I just want to make sure everyone realized yeah. that. It's, it's not like he stubbed yeah. his fucking finger. It's his fucking ticker. <laughs> yeah. You don't ever want to feel your heart. Well, I, I think you should meditate on it at night when you sleep and breathe deeply and listen to it beat and see what a beautiful machine it is. But other than that, no. Okay, sorry. I just people got to know. It's nuts. Yeah, of course. That's um that's the point of me sort of wanting to come on is to like if anyone has had these symptoms, don't don't like ignore it. You know, don't uh, delay getting checked. You know, like listen listen to your body. But like you know, don't just ignore it and go and get the second one or go and get the booster or whatever. You know, just listen to what your body's telling you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, so then you go to the um. You go to your wife makes an appointment for you and you go in there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, she, um, they ran an ECG, uh, and it's found abnormalities. Like um, she, she came back in, she's looking at the, at, at the paperwork, at the, at the scans. And she's like, can you, can you wait outside for a second? And I was like that, that straight away like concerned me. And uh, then I, I saw her walk down the hallway and she was like liaising with another doctor and they were concerned and like my, my heart rate's going up at this point. And yeah, she, she, she comes back, she's like, I'll come back inside. And she's like, okay, like, like we think you have pericarditis, uh, not 100% sure. I'm going to send it away to a cardiologist, but we're going to treat you anyway. So they gave me... Uh, these anti-inflammatory meds and send me What's peri pericarditis? And what is that? It's inflammation of the tissue that's around the heart. That's inflammation. Yeah. Of the pericardium. Uh, so it's the, yeah, it's like, it's like the sac that around the heart. Can I see that Caleb? Yes. 
And and what what like if I drink what else causes that thing to swell up? Like what, what do you mean oh, the sac around the heart is swollen? Like what what would so, what does that mean? It's swollen. So it's it's that, a very sensitive. Bad? Yeah, well, it's it's a very sensitive. It's got a lot of nerve endings. Um, it's it sort of protects your heart in a way. <laughs> and and is it because there's an infection? Like what what would normally cause that besides a vaccine? Like what are some yeah. other like just like someone like eats like a bad snail or something or eats some mold or no, like what no, else would no, a, a, a viral infection? It's I mean I hadn't even heard of this before and. Apparently, you know, you can uh, even just you getting sick with a virus can cause this. I mean, there's even there's even idiopathic uh, stories where it just one day you're you're fine and the next day you, you like you're awake and you've got pericarditis. It just and no, they they can't work out why you have it, what happened to you. Um, there's, there's there's like autoimmune issues with it. So like you can get it from like being like from having an autoimmune disorder. What if I smoke cigarettes or I did a lot of nicotine and that caused like vacu- vascular restriction? Do would then would I would 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 that wall swell maybe, Caleb? I'm honestly not I, entirely sure, but I don't think so. So basically, what like you're saying there's other viruses. How about people who get AIDS? Do 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 they get pericarditis? I'm in a group on Facebook and I haven't seen anyone come in that wasn't either from like a viral infection or an autoimmune problem or so there's like there's four four is the vaccine, viral infections, uh, autoimmune and idiopathic where it's just it comes from out of nowhere and they have no idea why. So yeah, to the idiot the the autoimmune, yes, you're that that you do get you can get it from like an autoimmune disorder which HIV. So is it safe to say that it's your immune system trying to f- get rid of something and so therefore it causes inflammation? It's basically a war going on in the body? Uh, yeah, I'm not a doctor, but that's the way I understand it. Usually if there's any sort of inflammation anywhere in your body, it's because of some sort of damage. And um, what are some yeah. other viruses that would cause that? Like, can you give me like one other one? Like, is there a flu virus? Like, can do people who get the flu have that? Yeah. Yeah, um, there, there's a few people who got like the avian flu, like um, that, are, that you know, years ago that are in that group that still suffer from it today. By the way, if you end up having to use the bathroom, you can take a bathroom break. I know the show's long. Oh, no, that's fine. That's fine. All right. All right. Sometimes we'll get off the air and people will be like, dude, I'd take a piss the whole time. I'm like, no, no, it's good. Go, go. People will stay. In this. <laughs> you're, ve- you're very no, interesting. Strategically went in. before we started. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I know me too, but I still have to go. Okay, so um, so they tell you that, and what's the difference between pericarditis and myocarditis? Pericarditis is the the actual heart muscle. Yep. Okay, so one of them is peri means the outside is is inflamed. Myocarditis is the inside, the actual the actual guy, the actual ticker's inflamed. So the the, the pericarditis is just like the sac of the okay. heart. And then the myo, like myo means muscle. And that's like the literal muscle of the heart itself. I'll pull up an anatomy picture. Just is that one worse? It can be because then you're, you're basically disturb, disrupting how the heart is beating as a whole. Okay. So, so that thing's inflamed and are you, do you have like a thousand questions and what is the treatment for it? What treatment do they give you? One of, one of the 
sort of do they tell you hey whatever you do stop eating added sugar and refined carbohydrates because that's the leading cause of inflammation in in mammals did they tell you that no oh that's too bad they didn't so so what i've so you like over in the states you guys have the the leading pericarditis expert dr klein um he operates a pericarditis clinic in cleveland ohio and uh i i've i've found out more about my condition from americans who had gone to see dr klein than i had from any doctor cardiologist immunologist anything uh, regarding pericarditis over here in australia i was there dude was no i bet emphasis you on rest i bet you you're more of an expert on pericarditis now than most doctors probably in the world but definitely in australia i bet dude. you seriously <laughs> dude, uh, yeah definitely 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 in australia put it that way um, okay, so so what medicine do they give you, and what do they tell you, and and, and when will it go away? And do they give you yeah, antibiotics? So, like, what's the deal? No, no. So they they gave me a drug that is normally uh, that is sort of used for um, uh, gout. It, uh, it's called colchicine. It's um, just like a targeted anti-inflammatory, I guess. Like it just it helps bring, which did help. So. Like um, that, they, they, they gave me colchicine and ibuprofen, uh, like really high dose ibuprofen, like 600 milligrams three times a day, um, and then it was, which was really hard on my stomach. And um, I went to hospital later that day because then the palpitation started. Like this, it's just I don't, I don't know how to describe it because there's like such a spectrum of the symptoms regarding the palpitations but it's like it's stopping it's starting it's struggling it's pinching it's tweak it's tweaking it's banging it's it's doing all of it's it's the uh yeah i mean and then that took me to hospital uh they kept me overnight. Like, like you're like your heart's running out of gas, like a car. Like you know when you drive a car and it starts running out of gas, and you're like, "What the fuck's going on here?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's except exactly it's what your it heart. Like. It would, it's like struggling. It, there would be t- and and at, at like while that's happening, there's also sharp pain shooting up your neck and down your arm. Like it's all across your torso, and then it feels like someone's sitting on you. There's, like, a lot of pressure. It sort of feels like you have broken ribs in a way because it hurts to breathe in deep. Like, it's, yeah, there's the whole gamut of um, chest discomfort <laughs> and pain. Hey, um, is that is that because the inflammation is, like, pinching nerves and shit? I would yeah, assume it's so. Like, it's, like, causing shorts in the whole electrical fucking circuitry? Yeah, Why is it doing that? Normally, if there's, like, any sort of... Um, like excessive tissue or excessive fluid or anything like that, it can basically just disrupt all of it. So like, I mean, if you think about it, like if somebody gets pregnant and they start, like they get to the end of their term and they start being like really big, then they start having like low back pain. They start having like sciatica wow. and they end up having like all of that. So it's on a, I mean, I guess you could, it's subjective, but it's on a smaller scale in the heart. Um, so you're freaking out now. You think you're going to die. Dude, that, that, that was the scariest night of my life, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, like, um, they gave me, they, they gave me like a five milligram Valium, at, um, like, cause they admitted me to, um, stay overnight and 
I was like, can I just have something to sleep? You know, like, I, feel, you know I feel really stressed out. And they're like, yeah, like here's a, here's a um, diazepam. And it, it did nothing. It did add, like, like five milligrams would knock me out normally. Like if I ever had value before, I'd have like a half or one to, you know, and it would like help me sleep. But like, yeah, I, I had a whole one and it, it did nothing. It, I was just wide awake. You know, every time my heart would start to react and go into these fits and pain, I would just be like, that's it. I'm having a heart attack. I'm going to, I'm going to fucking die. You know, <laughs> it's like, has anyone ever explained to you what it, happened? It, it was really scary. Has anyone ever said, Hey, that's because we injected the vaccine into your, into your bloodstream instead of subcutaneous or like, like, is there any, like, has anyone ever said to you or do you have any thoughts on what happened to you? Uh, I mean, I've, I've heard, I've heard about aspirating before, like the vax, uh, I, I'm just, uh, no one's, no one's mentioned it. I mean, I don't, I haven't looked into it that much. Um, like the, the immunologist said to me, that you know it's just a, it's just an overreaction and that you know some some eat like some people just you know react really badly to to this vaccine an overreaction meaning yeah. i guess i guess i guess that's meaning that you're supposed to take that vaccine and it puts your immune system on high alert to kill bad guys and what it did is it puts yours on such high alert that it fucking accidentally fucked up your ticker yeah and it's happening to so many people <laughs> it's like it's not even a small case yeah imagine all the people like, like who just people. suck it up it, what are the long-term implications of that so are you all better now hey it was just an overreaction everything's better no no i i haven't worked in four months like this is this is the best i felt in probably two and a half months so like so like long story short would be like you I came look out of thin hospital, have you lost uh, have you lost at, weight at, at the end of the I've lost 10 kilos. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've lost, I was, I weighed, I weighed 80, I weighed 80 kilograms um, before this and now I weigh 70 <laughs> because yeah, I just, that, I'm just in that not picture, eating you look much, muscular. You know? just like, yeah. In that picture you have, yeah. oh with, yeah, with dude, stuff, you look all buff like, and I, shit. I and now you look all skinny. I look like a fucking junkie now. I hate it. <laughs> it's like, well, I, not, I, not I, really, I take I mean, my shirt you, off. You have and nice skin at least. Because, it's not, it's really easy for me to like, it's hard for me to put weight on and it's easy for me to strip weight off because I, it's like you say with sugar and carbs, like I haven't in, in the last few weeks, I've really restricted my carbs and my sugar. You know, I'm not, I'm eating, I'm eating just pretty much what Paul Saladino does, you know, just fruit, meat, honey, eggs. That's pretty much all I'm eating at the moment. So, and that's, that's really taking the weight off me quicker because it's like the yeah. carbs keep my weight on for whatever reason. I mean, obviously because it's, you know, stored fat, but it's just like um, to be trying to be healthier and not work out isn't, isn't doing my weight any favors. So, so you took both shots. So you haven't had the booster. I will never have like, they're, they're just starting their booster campaign now. You know, they're, they're saying that they're mandating it for teachers. They're mandating it for health workers. Uh, and you know, it's, I mean, I don't know where they're going to go with it because obviously we're seeing parts of Europe that are lifting restrictions, you know, in the middle of winter, I don't know where Australia is going with it, but, uh, I know, I know. So my ex-girlfriend's really close friend who I knew died of a heart attack, uh, the day after he got his second dose. And, 
Um, she has, she herself has um, menstrual issues. There's so many people I know that have had reactions to the second vaccine that are, that are okay now, but they are, are just like, there's no fucking way I'm getting the booster. No way. Like, it, like I don't care. I'd rather get COVID. I'd rather go unemployed. There's no way I'm doing that to my, like, my body again. We have this um, reporting system here in the United States. For um, it's called VAERS, V A E R S. It's it's a yeah. voluntary, uh, it's sort of voluntary. It's run. It, it, it's at the CDC website. It's sort of voluntary, but um, but you still, by law, I think if if a if someone reports to a doctor that you had some sort of reaction, you vaccine adverse event reporting system. By law, I think you have to put it in there. The thing is, is that doctors aren't paid for that time that it takes to fill that out, right? So before the vaccine came out, the 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 conventional wisdom coming out of Harvard was that this site was underreported by ninety percent or ten yeah, to one. So yeah. anything yeah. now. Now that there's like fucking, I don't know how many tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands, whatever reports in that thing. They're like, oh, that's just people over reporting. I'm like, wait a second. Before the vaccine, that thing yeah. was underreported by 10. Yeah. And now, and it's like, I still know, I, I, I believe I'd be willing to bet two inches of my penis that it's still underreported. But I, but, but I have a huge penis, so it's, it's not really saying much. Um, well, but, <laughs> yes, but um, it's crazy. It's, it's fucking nuts. It's absolutely nuts. Um, yeah, why aren't I mean, you better? Why why aren't you better? Why can't you like go out and run right now? What happens? Uh, I I don't know. They don't know. They, it's this is the. But what do you feel? So Tell me what I you feel. Good. Yeah, yeah. So so I came I came pretty good. Uh, uh after about seven weeks, around the start of November, and. Like, will my you, you go like, a yeah, whole day without, yeah. without noticing your heart? Like, do you ever wake no, up in the morning and go to bed? Yeah, you're like, shit, yeah. I didn't deal with my heart today. Yeah. Yeah. So that was happening at the start of November. I was, um, there was like very, very mild aching. There was the odd little pinchy pain, but there was no fluttering of the heart. There was no stopping of the heart. There was no sort of like explosion. It, it's hard to explain, but, um, so I saw my cardiologist and he was like, yep, like you're going to get back to full strength. You know, you're only going to get stronger, um, go back to full capacity work, go back to full exercise. And I, and I was like, oh, okay. And he's into it. He's like, no, 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 you'll be fine. Uh, you know, obviously I wasn't in that pericarditis group at that time. I wasn't aware of Dr. Klein's work and how you shouldn't elevate your heart rate three to six months. Um, wow. You know, so I just went wow. straight back to it. Yeah. That's making yeah. sense with a lot of shit that I've been reading. Really? He says that? Is that why we're seeing all the athletes get fucked up? Yeah. It, yeah. Well, if you, I mean, Dr. Klein's the pericarditis expert. I don't know what his credentials are on myocarditis, but because um, pericarditis isn't, isn't life threatening. But uh, I mean, it, it can be if the fluid builds up and you get an effusion and stuff, but like mine's been not that, not like that. But, uh, he, yeah, Dr. Klein says uh, that, yeah, you shouldn't elevate your heart rate for three to six months. Um, and it, I, I'm, I'm like, no, none of the cardiologists here have any idea about that. You know, like, it's just, there's, they, it's like my, I saw a new cardiologist last week to sort of get an opinion and, you know, like, can we get an MRI? Can I get some more blood tests done? You know, and, he wanted to stress test me. He's like, "Oh, let's get on the treadmill, you know. Let's let's just say go." And I'm like, "But what's like, what's that going to do?" And he's, 
he's like, oh, well, it'll show me what your heart's doing under pressure. And I was like, but the world expert in pericarditis says, and he's like, oh, okay, see so what, you don't want to do it? You don't want to do it? And I was like, no, I don't want to do it. I, I want, no, to I want to you to just, expert. I want you to tell me that either Dr. Klein's full of shit and that you've done this with a hundred people or tell me what the benefit is, what you're going to learn. I, sorry, I have to go pee. Hold on one second. <laughs> no, no, all good, all good. I should probably get my charger, actually. My phone's getting pretty low on battery. Give us two seconds. All right. I don't know if you managed to find um, Dr. Klein on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's him. That's him. He's, um, yeah, look. This is this is just I, kind of a list of all the things that he does, I guess. Uh, just basically everything cardi cardiovascular, it seems. Yeah. Oh, I guess he, but he also yeah, has 38 he, um, specialties. He, That's Dr. Kleinsight. I mean, yeah. I, if, if, can, am I, yeah. am I still up the right way if I do it like that? Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. Cool. Hey, you must have been so happy when you found out that no one, that people don't die from pericarditis. You saw that somewhere and you're like, oh, thank yeah, God. yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, yeah, to say the least. Hey, you think the nurse would have told that? Like, like, listen, people, when the guys, when a young 30 year old man who's been fucking healthy his whole life comes in and is fucking something's wrong with his ticker, don't ask him to stand outside, freak him out. And then, um, uh, say, oh, sorry, hold on a second. Uh, do you, I've never dated anyone at CrossFit HQ. No, never. No, my wife. That's it. Good, good. Stop. <laughs> you have to get banned, dude. You wackadoodle. Um. Yeah, you must have been so happy. Like they should have just told you, "Hey, what, Brent? If this make just so you know, buddy, no one ever dies from this. I know it's fucking scary, but but the literature says no one dies. And then then your heartbeat would have dropped from like two hundred to like one ninety five, and that would have been nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, only for a second because it, it spikes up and down. You know, I'm on, I'm now on beta blockers to control that. Um, but yeah, like you, you could just be sitting there, as watching TV or whatever, and then you, you know, your heart rate goes from like 70 to like 120 just out of nowhere. You know, it'll just start. You feel like your neck pumping, and you feel it in your jaw, just totally resting. You know, just doing absolutely nothing. And that so still happens. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, up until about a week ago when I got on the beta blockers. Yes, yeah, it's been four four months like that. Are you are you still on the beta blockers? Yeah, I only just started them. I only just started them like uh, oh. like exactly exactly a week ago. Is it working? Like, are you feel like you're not I, having complications in the I've I've started so many things in the last couple of weeks that I'm not sure. Um, you know, I'm I've sort of got I after I don't know if you saw that Kyle like the mountain bike rider guy. He stood up and yeah, he sort of mentioned like a vaccine uh, long haulers group, and I sort of joined that. And there seems to be this thread of people talking about antihistamines helping them because it, it blocks certain pathways of the vaccine. 
Um, so in the last week, I've I've started antihistamines. I've started data like, blockers. Like a Benadryl? Super. Yeah, or, or Claritin. Um, yeah, Claritin. Claritin. I, yeah, yeah. So, um, and then yeah. So I and plus I've really started to really clean my diet up. You know, almost a hundred percent in the last couple of weeks as well. I had a really bad attack uh, two two days ago. I was just sitting down with a friend um, on the water, and out of absolutely nowhere, felt fine all day. And out of nowhere, I just it felt like my all my upper ribs were like broken in a way. It's and it's it hurt to breathe in, and it like if I like put my arms out in front of me and sort of squeezed my pecs it like triggered it triggered all of my heart to sort of seize up it is really hard to explain but it's very painful i couldn't breathe i couldn't turn my neck without it sort of triggering the 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 seizing of the muscle and the heart so it, i think it's helping i think i am getting better definitely but it's just i feel like it's such a long way to go uh, do you wear an apple watch or a heart rate monitor or anything like that no, no. I mean, I only know my heart rate by just feeling my pulse and then for 15 seconds and then timesing it by four. Right, right, right. Did did they give you like a Holter monitor or something, like something to carry around for a little bit just to monitor? Yeah. Twice, twice for 24 hours. Um, and uh, they said it's within normal range. And that's what makes me feel crazy is like, I, I'm sitting there going like because because they like the Holter monitor you can push the button when you when you feel the palpitations and I yeah. like I pushed it like 40 times in 24 hours and he was like oh yeah yeah like it, it's good that you pushed it you know it's uh, a lot of information but yeah you're in you, like everything's within normal range you know no arrhythmias and I'm like well what the hell am I feeling then like like what's going on because I feel like my heart's going all over the place and you're saying it's normal. It's not fucking normal. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, tell me, what was the date? What I mean, was the you took your, your second shot? 20th of September, two, uh, 2021. So how long has it been? September, o- October, November, December, January, about four, five months. Yeah. Five. Four and a bit months. Four and a bit, yeah. Well, um, what, what's the, yeah, what's the consensus... What's some of the things that you're seeing in that Facebook group? Are there a lot of people in there? How many people are in there? There's like over 5,000, but not all of them are from the vaccine. And Australians? Um, a high percentage are Australians, actually, but um, the next the next percentage would be Americans. Um, any other um, – va- is it all Pfizer or is it all sorts of vaccines? It's it's almost all exclusively mRNA, Moderna and Pfizer. Uh, there's there's been like one or two AstraZeneca and one or two Johnson and Johnson, um, but like almost exclusively uh, mRNA. You know, like before the vaccine came out, like that 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 Facebook group had like a hundred people, and now you guys are just <laughs> taking over. They're like, "Fuck! What the fuck? Get your own son!" Man, there's <laughs> dude. That's, that's exactly what the sentiment is like there's been because there's people in there who've been suffering from it for years and they're like oh you know i see all these i see all these vaccine induced pericarditis people come in and they're like you know everyone's obviously 
you know, scared and, you know, they're coming in with all these questions, like how long does this last? Like, what am I going to go through? And some people support it, but then others are just so rude and blunt and they're like, get over it. You know, we've been suffering from it for years. Like only now are we now seeing attention brought to this condition, you know, like it, it's some, some, some people aren't very, uh, you know, accommodating, I guess. Any fear that the Facebook page will be shut down? Nah, nah, because it's uh, it's it is starting to get a little like, like a little political now, and I'm not gonna lie, like I'm probably a part of that as well. But uh, it's just because you see people who have pericarditis not induced from the vaccine coming in and saying like, "Oh, you know, uh, should, should I get my booster?" And it, it's like, it, what's the point? You know, if if you get your booster, it's not going to stop you from getting covid anyway so not only are you risking pericarditis from the vaccine you can get covid anyway which will give you pericarditis as well you know so it's like unless you're like old and like you know obese or have an underlying condition why would you risk getting a heart condition from something that you can get from covid anyway it's doesn't make much sense to me yeah yeah it's um are there a lot of people in there? Are they all men in there? Yeah. Say like 70, 80% men. But it's, the most vocal, the, the most vocal people are women. It, it's, it's like, like a oh. lot of, a lot of women ask the questions. I, I think men, men sort of just read the answers like, and, and sort of just respond following. Yeah, that sounds about right. God bless women. Uh, and, um, and are they young men? Yeah, yeah, almost, almost exclusively, yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating. It's a trip, man. So it's these dudes with, yeah, let's say your doctor's right. Let's say it is an overreaction. <laughs> hey, I'm going to call it a, let's say you have a healthy reaction to the vaccine. Well, that would make sense that it would be young men who absolutely don't need it, who have these insane, incredible immune systems and you, you, you poke the bear and it fucking, it backfired. Yeah. I mean, so oh. I, I spoke with my immunologist and he brought up the fact that, you know, these conditions are, you know, they're five to 10 times more likely to happen from, from COVID and that we can make a pretty, we, we can make a pretty clear um, assumption that you would have gotten this from COVID anyway, because it's a reaction to the actual genetic material of the spike protein, not the actual vaccine ingredient itself. And I just responded, but, but I didn't, I, I, you know, like you can't actually say that, you know, I, 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 I didn't get it from COVID. I got it from the vaccine. You know, it's, that doctor has forgotten stop you from getting COVID anyway. So. Yeah, that doctor has forgotten about his oath about not injuring people. It's amazing that a yeah, doctor would I, have I mean, the was, fucking balls to say that to you that you would have gotten this any. Yeah. Hey, you should ask him. Yeah. Is there? I'm a fucking skinny motherfucker, electrician, healthy dude. I move all day. Can you show me one person who fits my demographic, my health, um, my health report card, who who got COVID and had this? Just I just want one. You should ask this motherfucker that. Just one. Show me one healthy fucking yeah. dude who's yeah. got a hot chick from Chile as a fucking wife who got this shit. 
It's crazy. <laughs> Dude, I, like, he, how does he I say mean, that? He's never even seen one. He's never even seen a healthy yeah. person get sick. I don't even know why it's a debate. Like, I mean, like, I, I really, I thought that vaccines, you know, you're supposed, to, like, vaccines are supposed to be, like, as safe as possible, you know, while mitigating the risks of the disease. Like, the fact that we're debating that, oh, well, you know, you're five times more likely to get it from COVID than from the vaccine. It's like, that shouldn't even be in the same ballpark of a debate, you know. It's it's insane to me to even well, be considering that. <laughs> and let's say it is. Then you then you can't mandate that. Let's say it is true. Then you can't yeah, exactly. mandate that. You can't put me. I can't be playing Russian roulette yeah. with my fucking vaccine. Yeah, exactly. it is Russian roulette. They're basically saying this: if you want to keep your job, I've, put this gun to your head and pull the trigger. Good luck. There's only one bullet in there. It's not a big deal. Those guys did yeah. it. Yeah, man, dude. Oh, I mean, in, in Canada, they're you know they're showing that it's like one in one in two thousand, one in three thousand kids under under twenty five. Uh, you know, that's that's Russian roulette, in my opinion. You know, one in three thousand to get a heart condition. This is myocarditis as well, not Perry. But you know, that's, that's crazy numbers for young men to end up with a condition that's so life threatening. We have a we have a stat here in the United States, which is pretty fascinating. Um, I haven't checked it recently, but it was pretty accurate. Well, last time I saw it, 40 to 50% of everyone who dies has died in a care facility and people in a care facility, you go in a care facility in the United States when you can no longer wipe your own ass and your relatives don't want to wipe it for you. Yeah. So they put you in a care facility and the average life expectancy of someone, once they go into a care facility is 13.4 months. I want to make a statement here for the Shit. whole world to hear that I would let all of those people die prematurely for Brent not to have to deal with this. <laughs> all all yeah. 400,000 <laughs> you motherfuckers, in my opinion, not Brent's word, you can all go fuck yourself and die for yeah, young yeah. ones. Because I know you're 30 years complicit in your demise. I know the vast majority of you ended up in that nursing care home because you couldn't put down the fucking Twinkies and you smoked cigarettes and drank soda pop all day. It's okay. I ain't hating. <laughs> But why the fuck does Brent have to pay the price? He doesn't. He shouldn't. It's nuts. Yeah. It's fucking uh, yeah, nuts. Yeah. He's just a fucking young, you he's perish, a young fucking you know? man. <laughs> you lived your fucking life. You made your choice. Yeah, your relatives, you weren't nice to your relatives or else they wouldn't have put you in that place. No one wants to wipe your ass. Mom, if you're listening, I will definitely wipe your ass. I'll not put you in. I'll wipe that shit with a smile. Uh, oh. So what's next? What happens next? Like what's like, <clears throat> why so long to clean up I've, your diet? Why'd you wait so long to clean up your diet? It was, I mean, it, it, it wasn't like I was eating like McDonald's or anything like that. It's just like, I was just eating like bread. I, I was eating, you know, like, like you'd have a avocado on like right. sour, on like sourdough bread or something like that. Or, you know, I would, you know, like, like we've got like Hello Fresh here, you know, like three days a week, I'd be cooking Hollow Fresh. They would have, you know, like whatever, whatever the ingredients were, you know, the grains, dairy, like you know, added sugars, vegetable oils, whatever. And I didn't think it was like that bad. I'm not. It's like I have not drunk soft drink in years. I haven't eaten fast food in years. You know, I'll, I'll get right. like, like a good quality burger from somewhere, but right, not. I've never been that okay that bad yeah so it's only so been it's the been last tight. few weeks that i've really gone like that's it yeah um 
uh, Paul sells these. Um, he sells this shit. I get it from a different guy. I, I've taken Paul's too. They're basically they're dead animals in a in a in a pill form. They're the organ meat. What is it? So oh, this is like beef. organ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you're not eating org, I don't know if you're eating organs, but if you're not, you might want to get some of this stuff. Yeah, um, um, there's a there's a butcher down the road from us that takes uh, that sort of does mince, uh, like ground beef with organs in it, which is oh, that's you know, awesome. I, I that two, yeah, that's way better. Yeah, than like two three stuff. days a yeah. week, I'll try and get that. Even this guy who sells this stuff, he's like, um, dude, you yeah, shouldn't I'm buy just- this shit. You should eat the real organs. But I'm too much of a pussy. Yeah, it, it, it's it's like a just in case thing. But yeah, I mean, I'm taking so many supplements now, like which is just this the whole financial aspect of this has been sort of one of the hardest because you know you're trying to see all these medical professionals and then trying to take all the supplements to bring the inflammation down and get your body right. And yeah, so like the amount of supplements I'm taking at the moment is crazy. What what's the most exercise you'll get now? Like, will you go on a one mile walk? Like, will you walk like a fifteen minute mile? No. No, I'm too scared now. Uh, Like, so uh, like I came relatively good around Christmas and then I went to a beach uh, on New Year's Day and it sort of had to walk down like 30, 40 stairs and I had to walk back up them and I could just feel my heart really pumping and like, and the sort of the, the, the rough thing about this is that your heart doesn't tell you straight away that you've pushed it too far. It tells me 12 to 24 hours later what, that what I've done wrong, you know, whether it's, whether it's cleaning the bathroom, you know, or whatever, it's, it's like, you shouldn't have done that. You know, we're too inflamed. You're now going to pay for it for two weeks. And this one was a month long. You know, I was laying on the couch a few hours after I went to that beach. And then I had this flare up attack. i my vision went blurry. I sort of lost my vision for a couple of seconds. Uh, and that was on January 1st. And only in the last sort of week has it started to feel okay. So it's been about four weeks for me to come good again after even just walking up 40 stairs. Fuck. And, and speaking of so, mental health. So I'm too scared now. Yeah, that sucks. You can't exercise. Is that fucking with your mental health? Dude, I, I, so I only saw a psychiatrist like last Friday about getting something to sort of manage this because, you know, like I smoke a bit of weed at night to help me sleep and stuff, but um, it's just, it's not, hel- like I don't like smoking during the day. It makes me sort of paranoid and lazy and I just, yeah. I, I don't like the feel, feeling of coming off weed um, during the day. So I feel really tired and gross and um so i'm just sitting around all day in, in the house just you know, i'm so used to moving my body i've always like worked out i've been on my feet all day at work all, like my whole life and, and to be stuck on the couch all day has been it's really affected my mental health like my anxiety and depressions at like at peak levels i've never i've never felt so down about everything ever so had to see a psychiatrist to, i'm reading a little bit i i, I just read um Jenny Wheel's new book, uh, Recapture the Rapture. And uh, I've just started reading Brett Weinstein and um, and his wife's new book, um, The Hunter-Gatherer's Guide to the 21st Century. Oh. 
That sounds applicable. I'm playing a lot of Call of Duty. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, man, it gets I, my mind. It, it gets my mind busy. If I could recommend one book, there's this book by Michael Singer. It's called Soul Untethered. And in the audio book's awesome. Soul Untethered. Yeah. And do you know do you know have you ever heard of this book called The Alchemist? No. Oh, The Untethered Soul. Is that, oh, oh, yeah. The Untethered Soul. That's what it is. There's this other book I highly recommend. Um, uh, uh, it's called The Alchemist. I would get that audio book, too. I would listen to that shit at, light, at night. It's crazy. It's so good. What's, that, it, the, um, what's it? Is that The Alchemist? The Alchemist is so good. The Alchemist is, is not a true story. The Alchemist is just, but it's a great story. It's full of, like, life lessons and, like, basically helps put in perspective, you know, where your life is at it's it's a it's a cool story it's a span maybe it's chilean it's probably something i need actually yeah, yeah. i, I would get into that. that genre i would get into that genre of like you know um what who's the, what's dan mcmillan what are his books like the um do you know what i'm talking about caleb he did the, he's the dan what what books did he write too, too bad no one in my audience reads let me see if someone says in the comments no <laughs> Anyway, so so what's next for you? What 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 do you expect to happen next? What's the next? So this time I'm going to make sure that I rest. That's the that's the main thing. So I think I think I went back to work too early. Uh, I think I, I I elevated my heart too much, where it's aggravated the pericardium again. Um, you know, I, like I think I just I just pushed myself too early i think i did it again on um new year's day um i think now that i've cleaned up my diet i'm on the beta blockers i think and i'm just starting to feel better now that it's not uncommon for pericarditis to persist to four months even like even not from the vaccine it's 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 generally clears up after three months is the general rule of thumb. It, it's, it says it everywhere. You look online. Um, it's like, how long does pericarditis last? It generally lasts between a few days to a few months. Um, so I'm on the sort of outer, outer side of like this where it becomes more chronic. But because it's vaccine induced, they're not even sure what the average length of time right. this is for people if they get it from the vaccine. So it's no just, one's had a four hour erection. Unless just they took to really... <laughs> so, so you got like <laughs> the medical part carditis instead of the medical erection. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, so, so it's just listen to my body and just rest. Like I'm going to, I'm not planning to go back to work for at least another like two months. I, I, I'm really, if I can stay at this rate that i am now i'd be more than happy to just take it really slow start going for you know like you say like one mile two mile walks like once or twice a week and just slowly ease into it to a point where i can say to myself okay if i go back to work and i'm climbing up ladders all day and running cables and drilling holes through walls i'm not gonna I, i'm not gonna have a flare up again and have to spend another two months three months off work um, I don't, yeah, I don't want to push myself too hard. 
this dude says this man needs a lot of breath work to it, it, that might be something too there's this book called breathe if you're not doing breath work you should look into that breath work's crazy i do a shitload of breath, breath work like yeah you yeah. should really get into breath work it's fucking I've been, nuts i've been doing wim hof um like, oh awesome that, that but but that but that does aggravate it sometimes okay. it's because of the, the there's mellower really freaking heavy yeah. 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 So, um, I mean, just like, watching your breath, even it's been, it's been gradual. So I've sort of slowly getting into like Joe Dispenza and, you know, like I do have the Sam Harris waking up app. I've done his meditations for years, you know, but when, when I'm in full flare mode, you know, in the, in the, like in the last few weeks, there's nothing worse than sitting down and observing the way you feel like it actually, it almost makes things worse, you know, because you really tune into the palpitation in your neck and your heart and stress sort you of, out. it almost like, like it, it stresses you out more because you just feel like there's so many things wrong with you. Even when, you know, you're saying to yourself, like, you know, just accept it. You're okay. Like, you know, let go. And it's, it's, it, it elevates your stress when you're in full flare mode. So now that I'm starting to feel okay, yeah. the breath works coming back and, you know, I'm starting to, you know, breathe a lot more now that it doesn't hurt and stress me out. Well, you look fucking great. No one could look at you and say that you look <laughs> sick. Your skin looks great. Your eyes are fucking you look metabolically amazing. Your teeth are amazing. Yeah, you look fantastic. Um, but but I guess that yeah. fucking heart thing is important. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure it'll clear up eventually. It's just, yeah, there's there's no fucking way I'm getting a booster. <laughs> there's no, I, I'll 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 starve or before I get one. I'm gonna ask you a hard. Maybe it's a hard question. Maybe it's easy. Would you? What would you say to? Um, your fellow Brents out there, 30 year old, healthy males, electricians, who have beautiful girlfriends who are, who are on the fence of getting the vaccine. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, I don't want to tell anyone what to do. Um, Fair. I would, I would just say, I would just say from a perspective of someone who thought it was safe and who has suffered an injury i would recommend that if you're under 30 reconsider an mrna vaccine um novavax is a protein-based vaccine that's coming out i'm not 100 percent sure of like the data on it there's you know uh but if you've got any sort of heart issue oh, and that's another thing, look into your family's history because I found out after I had the reaction that my family has a history of heart issues. So look in, look into like I had, I've had like grand, like grandparents uh, who had heart issues after um, rheumatic fever. I had aunties that had cardiomyopathy. Uh, my uncle had a stent put in his heart. So it just small things that you should find out before considering a like an immune therapy that could potentially like cause an issue, you know, it, it whether it's genetic or whatever. And if you've had one or two and you've suffered a bit of heart 
palpitations or a bit of chest discomfort, reconsider the booster. Go and get checked. Like, demand an MRI, you know, because that's, like, one of the – it's the gold standard of showing inflammation. You know, a lot of the tests don't pick up inflammation, you know, and just listen to your body. Listen, Like, that's the main thing. Listen to your body. Find out your family's history. And, you know, like like age and – dosage and interval between dosage and product all matter because we're we're told on in in the media and from governments that it's a super black and white approach that all of these things are, are equally safe for all for all people and it's not true you know like young healthy men are at a way higher risk of heart issues from mrna vaccines than a seven-year-old woman you know so it's 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 important to know all of the semantics around this particular issue so you're fully informed before you go and get it yeah that's a great answer when when you say that your family had um heart issue or heart issues i i wonder if someone would have said hey that's the reason why you should get it because if you get covid it's going to kill you because your family has heart issues but i mean they'll say anything have you had covid (laughs) i don't know um so at the at the very start of the pandemic in february uh february 2020 i've never seen anyone as many people in summer as sick as i did uh except for omicron just gone like we're in our summer now and you know so many of my friends had omicron and were sick but in 2020 everyone in my household got sick everyone on the train when i went to work was sick everyone at work was sick and everyone was commenting saying that holy shit i can't believe everyone's so sick no one even thought it was COVID. you know so dude california was crushed From December of 2019 to February of 2020, fucking California was crushed. And just like you're saying, we're crushed again. Everyone has now has Omicron. Everyone like, like it's nuts. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if that maybe, I mean, you know, some people have said that, you know, if like if you've had COVID that maybe that might increase your risk of having a a reaction. Yeah. I, I don't know. Hmm. All right. So, so what are you going to do? What, what, sorry. We were really sick (laughs) in February. What, what are you going to do if they, no, it's fine. (laughs) Are, are are you considered vaccinated now by the government or are only people who have the booster considered vaccinated? They're changing it. They're changing, they're changing the definition of fully vaccinated very soon to require three doses. And, and are you going to get an exemption? Well, because I actually, yeah, I actually spoke to my doctor yesterday about that, and she said, "Well, they haven't made it. Um, they haven't changed the definition yet, so let's just not talk about it until they do." Hey, you so, know it would be fun to ask your doctor yeah. to ask her, him or her. Hey, you know my situation. Would you give me the booster, or would you like go home at night feeling like you may have yeah. killed me? I'd love to know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like. I can't wait to say that to her. Actually. <laughs> I think everyone participating, I think we've reached a point where there's enough education that anyone who wears a mask, anyone who believes in lockdowns, anyone who takes the vaccine, anyone who gives a vaccine, anyone who makes masks, anyone who, 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 I feel like anyone participating in the narrative at all, 
that you, know, you should think very, very, very deeply about just kids that have been hurt by your behaviors, kids that have killed themselves, kids that have been molested, kids that have been raped, kids that have been uh, 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 lost years of school, kids that have um, their parents have um, killed themselves. Because I would just re like really think that you are participating in a narrative that's hurting kids. Like you're participating in the narrative. I know some people are like, well, you can't, you can't look at it like that. You, the masks are good on Wednesdays at 3 p.m. when it's raining. No, I can look at it that way. I can look at it. There's one side that's like there's a scale. I see the whole thing as a scale. There's there's the the problem if you believe in if you believe in COVID over here, and then there's the cure, and the cure is causing way more damage than the problem. And so are you participating in the cure? Because if yeah. you're participating in the cure, you are fucking hurting kids. That's how I feel. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Um, in, in the U.S., I think you guys are the same as Australia. They're trying to jam it down five to 11-year-olds now, you know, right at the same yes. time as Sweden yes. saying that the benefits yes. don't outweigh the risks. You know, it's we, we, have like, we have like a campaign over here where we're giving kids ice creams when they get vaccinated, yes. you know, it's, yes. it's disgusting. All really. that. We have all that. Yeah. We have the, 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 uh, first they'll they, they're telling our kids that, um, it's okay to cut off your penis. They're telling you that you, <laughs> you must get an injection that you must look at people by the color of their skin and that boys can get pregnant. Yeah. And that, um, uh, yeah, that's all the stuff yeah. that they're telling our kids in our schools. It's, it's nuts. I mean, I wish I could say I'm being cavalier and a little bit like, oh, I'm exaggerating. I am not. You're not. Yeah, the U.S. military has got some serious yeah. issues on its hand. China, we're waiting for you. We're about to grab our ankles. Um, yeah. <laughs> Brent, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it. No, no the internet's a remarkable really place that I can. That I oh, that's awesome! Wow, I didn't know you had that. I'll put it in the link in the YouTube channel. So oh. if anybody wants to, yeah. to donate, they can put it in there. Wow. That's really nice. That's really cool. It, was that hard for you to put up? Dude. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't want to ask for help, but like it was, I'll just put it this way. If I didn't invest in cryptocurrency and had NFTs, I would have already moved to my brothers. Probably. Like I would have had to have moved out of my home. Um, my wife, my wife's wage cannot support. I don't know. Like if you know about Chelsea, Sydney's rent, but Sydney's one of the most expensive places to live in the world. Our our rent, our food, our electricity, everything's just so expensive. And my wife earns eight hundred dollars a week. You know, our rent is six hundred dollars a week. And you know, we've got car repayments, food, everything. And if I like, I've had to withdraw most of my cryptocurrency. I've been able to sell a few NFTs to keep to keep going. You know, for the medical bills and everything like that. Um, so to put up the, to put up the appeal for help, it, I, I had to suck up a lot of pride to, to, yeah, it yeah. You know what NFTs are? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I've, 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 um, I've, I've dealt with, yeah. <laughs> Not fungible token. Yeah. I mean, all I know is that there's people out there who want to buy something that I spent $500 on. For like five thousand, you know, like it's like I don't, I don't care much. For, for I think it's weird. I, it's, I mean, it's cool. It's it's a cool concept that you know you own, like you can verifiably own the art, you know, on the blockchain and stuff. But I, I couldn't care less about having a a, a 
you know, half million dollar JPEG as my profile picture. Uh, wow. Wow. Um, tomorrow I'm having, um, Ben Misrick on, he's the author of the, um, uh, of a book called uh, Bitcoin billionaire. And he wrote, um, uh, he wrote the movie, the, the Facebook movie. What the fuck was that movie? Social network. Social network. Oh, really? Yeah. He, yeah. He wrote the book. The, the social um, network. Yeah. 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 There, it was a book before a social network and then it was made into a movie. He did he, uh, the movie 21 with Kevin Spacey. He wrote that he's written like 25 books, but he's like, I read this book of his called Bitcoin billionaire oh, and it's not supposed to teach you about Bitcoin, but I read the book and actually I, I finally like think I understand what Bitcoin is. It's, it's exactly what I thought it is. It's nothing. Um, but 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 <laughs> nfts is another thing like now I'm, he started talking about nfts and i'm like what the fuck is that yeah that yeah, it's, this I mean, guy's coming on tomorrow yeah oh dude that's sick so 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 oh, is I, I mean NFT? i hadn't heard of your podcast but you, you have some pretty cool guests there. i'm gonna start tuning in Oh yeah, I'm the man. I'm the man. You're the, the luckiest thing that it's the worst thing that could happen is <laughs> pericarditis. The best thing is you could you'd be like, I knew him before he was bigger when he was smaller than Joe Rogan. I was on his show. I have his phone number. You want to crank call yeah. him when I'm more drunk? <laughs> your buddies can crank call me. Uh, so good. All right. Um, but yeah, well, like, thank um, you. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, I, I really appreciate it, man. I, I can't, I can't thank you enough. I appreciate it. Wanting, wanting to share my story and sort of just trying. I, I'm not here to, you know, give any sort of anti-vax sentiment. It's just to sort of inform people and, like, you know, make a make a fully informed choice, you know, before you go out and get something. Because you know, I I didn't know all of the. If I had known what I know now about mRNA vaccines for under 30s, I wouldn't have gone and got it. If you still want to go and get it after you've been informed, whatever, you know, but like after I learned about it and the numbers of the cases, I wouldn't have gone and got it. Um, I, I need guests like you who are sober, who aren't just like fucking off the deep end like me, like just like drink too much coffee and flipping out. So I appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah. You know, um, it's funny you say that about, so let's say it is one in 2000 dudes get it. Imagine like, I wonder if <laughs> mom, you, you should turn this off. If you're listening now, this is where the show's over for you. I wonder if you were in a room with like 2000 <laughs> women and they were all beautiful and you knew that one of them had AIDS. If like you would sleep with, you would, you would jump in bed with them. Like be like, okay, I'll take that yeah. one. And I'm like, well, we'll I hope she's not the one that got it. Yeah. 100%. Or, 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 or she, one of these is a dude. <laughs> Uh, I'd rather do the one I, with like, the dude. I'd I rather do of, the dude than the AIDS. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that. I'm, I'm, I'm open. I'm. Oh shit! I slept with the dude. Oops. I. You can't do that with AIDS. I always, I always put it in like it perspectives of like my friend taught me this, but it's a good perspective to put it as to put it in terms of stadiums. You know, a stadium hosts a hundred thousand people or whatever. You know, like. You've, you, you've like that, like if you go in there, you know, that like 50 people are walking out of there with myocarditis, you know, yeah. like it's, that's, that, that's what it's like, you know, it's like, it, cause you know, if you said, oh, you're going to go to this football stadium with a hundred thousand people and you might be one of 50 that walk out with myocarditis, would you walk into that football stadium? You know, like it's, it's like, you're sort of like, holy shit, like that could actually be me. I could walk in well, there and well, walk out. Funny. People don't see it with vaccines. <laughs> 
when you put it like that, you, you'd be like, yeah, just do it. Don't be a pussy. But the people who are getting the vaccine and who believe in the quarantine and mask, their odds are better going in there than they are th- of getting COVID and dying. I mean, 80% of the people are asymptomatic. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Exactly. I was going to say yeah. this one too. I was going to use this example too. There's 2000, there's 2000 hands sticking out of a hole and you can get a hand job from one of them, but one of them's a dude, but like, yeah, I would jump into that in a second. I think <laughs> whatever. Hundred percent, I wouldn't care. Just a handy. All right, um, I'm willing to do them all. Yeah, yeah, I'll do nine. I'll do all of them. <laughs> I'll take the risk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, brother. Uh, thank you. Um, if you, um, if if something crazy happens, like you die, um, call me, so we can do a follow up uh, interview. I will. Yeah. Yeah. All right. No. I'll come to you in a, I'll come to you in a dream. I'll let you know. Thanks for being a great sport. 